You want to talk about football, fine. You don't, then you go somewhere else. Get ready, get ready. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Y'all are not playing. Most of the don't even know how to play football, all right? Go, no urgency. Here we go. Welcome to the ST Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Carlos and Chad. You've got to be the dumbest team in America. They are who we thought they were, and we never got to Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the ST Fantasy Football Podcast. We are covering Dynasty Fantasy Football and really we're just kind of talking crap right now. So I'm Carlos. I'm Chad. 52? 52. I know. It's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Only took us like eight years to get here. But that's, eight. that's besides the point. <laughs> The point is. So how are you doing? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been uh, like, like the whole three days. Four yeah, days? To the listeners, it might be a little bit more than that. Yeah, you guys forever. <laughs> but we're actually, yeah, we're getting into this draft stuff. Yes, uh, I've been, I've been getting kind of excited. Like, I was not very excited about this draft class mm-hmm. a year ago, and now there's like nine guys that I really, really want. I'm going to get you, none of what them. What are you, like a Spice Girl now? Is that what I really, really, really want? Nice. But yeah, well, it's like again, You don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick. Uh, it's not yeah, to thanks. say you can't acquire one. Um, thanks. <laughs> no, but um, I think every year we're always like, oh, this draft is going to suck. This is horrible. And then, you know, I'm going to show my age a little bit now. They're starting at 9 p.m. Fuck these assholes. <laughs> Is <laughs> is too late. So I, you know me, I can't like not watch it. So I'm gonna be up to like midnight, and then by that point, I'll be like, oh well, that's good. Look at this and look at that, and then I'm not gonna sleep that night. So you know, I may there's have to no take, way. I may have to take the next day off from work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it. Uh, what, what's wrong? The draft. <laughs> yeah, the draft happened. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll work like four hours later the next day. Um, so every year we say this, but I think that, you know, this year is, is the same. I am not as excited as you are about this draft class. And, and mainly I'm not just because there's a lot of even talent, right, where landing spot is going to matter. Uh, every year it depends, you know, all these landing spot matters. But this year to me in particular – there are some landing spots that I'm seeing that just like, ugh. And, and, and I got some some side notes that I didn't tell you about yeah. before we got on, on, on to doing this. We're going to talk about some of this that I've seen. I want to kind of get your idea. But today, our, our main topic is running backs. Running backs. So we'll be talking running backs. And, and again, all of this is just us talking bullshit until we actually see a draft. So Well, I mean, like, as far as when I come at it, right, these are people that I like. So mm-hmm. I, I don't just like. It yeah, is bullshit. But, it's well, my, my but, opinion. Right. It's, yes, it's your opinion, but where they land is going to matter. We were both high, yes. not high, but we both liked Bo Scarborough last year. Yeah, I did and, a lot. And where is he today? He's out of the league. <laughs> exactly. Out of the league. And, and I think a lot of that had to do with him going to Dallas, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think had he gone someplace else, he might still be in the league, and, and, and who knows. But I think him going to Dallas really was a horrible thing. Well, it's the same thing that happened to Kelly, right? I, I loved Kelly last year, and then he goes and backs up uh, our guy who can't even stay healthy, who's got arthritis in his knee. RG, uh, I was gonna, I almost called him RG3. RG3. Um, Gurley. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you, you got Gurley. And then C.J. Anderson just walked in and became the backup when yeah. Malcolm Brown went down with, no, you're supposed <laughs> to go with Kelly. He's my boy. But wasn't Kelly out for the year with his injury? No, Kelly just, he, I, I, they just don't like him. 
Uh, either that or he can't learn a playbook. One of the two. You do like running backs that can't learn playbooks. <laughs> I will. I will attest to that one. So. I do. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> getting on to 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 the running back thing. Uh, the first running back that I have on my list. On your list. Well, which is who is number one in everybody's list. At least uh, he should be. Should he though? Should he? Let's see. Let's delve into this. Let's discuss. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, number one on everybody's list. Yeah. 5'10", 220. Uh, ran. Crap, I don't have that in my notes. 4'6". Six. 4'6", uh, six, thank you. I had it somewhere in here. Um, don't worry, I got it right up here. <laughs> right up here. Actually, wasn't it like a 4'6'3"? Oh, six, I don't know. I think yeah. it was a 4'6'3". I know 4'6", uh, and I went, no, no, no. <laughs> so, a uh, couple of things with him. One, yeah. Bama running backs have been very iffy coming into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Ingram, it took him a few years to get up there. Yep. Trent Richardson, where is he at today? TJ Yeldon, where is he at today? Um, so the, there's that stigma, right? There's that, is he a good running back or is he a product of the system? Right. We don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens as time goes on. Um, but he is a solid runner. Uh, he's a very good pass catcher. Uh, he is an every down back. He he has that angry running thing about him, right? He right. hits the hole and he hits the and hole. He hits the hole. <laughs> um, so because and he can pass block. So he, he's 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 a guy that if he gets to the right opportunity, is can play all three downs yep. and, and and can be effective on all three downs. Um, the thing that I like about him, and and I think most people like about him, two hundred fifty one carries in three years. Yeah, uh, which is like next to nothing for a running back. Uh, in comparison, uh, David Montgomery, six hundred and twenty-four carries. Yep. So a third of the carries of your average running back in three years. So I think that's one of the things people like a lot about him. Uh, Forty-eight receptions in those three years at, at at Bama. I think one of the big question marks that I have is he split a lot of time with Damian Harris, mm-hmm. and a lot of it almost felt like. They were saving him for, for later in the year, but then it got to that point and he never had that. Uh, like Derrick Henry, they saved him or whatever, and then he had those breakout games that he was just like, holy shit, look at this guy. Right. I never saw that with Jacobs, at okay. least to me. In my opinion, it was never there. Right. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have it. It's just, you know. It didn't happen. I never had that oh shit moment watching him play. Okay. So that's well, my opinion. But I I think we're just kind of – we got a bunch of running backs and this He's year – the best that, of them. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I don't really have any too many oh shit moments with any of them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, th- this guy in the right place could be okay. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Jacobs. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's the number one running back on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that fast. I mean, 4640 no. four, to me is, is not that breakaway speed. He's more of a – uh, like you said, he, he pound between the tackles, but mm-hmm. he still has he has some agility and stuff to get outside, um, and he's got decent hands. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. He can be a three down back, mm-hmm. but where's he gonna go? Right. Yeah. So and uh, and we'll get into that a little bit uh, after this. Uh, and this is keep in mind this isn't like my rankings of these running backs. This is just the right. way that I happen to to right, do it. Right, 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 right. So the next one on the list is uh, David Montgomery. Uh, 5'10", 222. Like it. Uh, solid runner. Yeah. Been compared to a guy you may be familiar with, yeah. uh, Kareem Hunt. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. He's drawn comparisons to, to, to that. The problem with him, 4'6", uh, 3", uh, 40. Yep. Uh, landing spot is going to be key with him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, he, 
the one thing with him that I didn't like, if you look at him run, he bounces off tackles a lot. Yeah. How is that going to work in the NFL? He played in, in crap, uh, Memphis? Iowa State. Iowa State, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, so, no, yeah, no. So Iowa State. Um, and, and my issue with that is it's not that he played shitty defenses. That's not it at all. But he kept making contact at the line of scrimmage and was able to bounce off. Is he going to be able to bounce off in the NFL? That's the key to me, and I don't know. NFL defenders aren't very uh, well known for not letting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a I different think that level yeah, of it's a, yes, it is. And I wonder how much. And then it's with a lot of these running backs, yeah. and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, a lot of what these running backs are bringing to the table is the level of defenses that they played against, right? Mm-hmm. And and how is that going to translate into into an NFL style? Um, so with him, that's the one thing that caught my attention in watching his game film is a lot of his big runs were they didn't wrap up. Yeah. So he hit the, the the thing, make a spin move, and then he was gone. Well, if you couldn't have made that spin move, you weren't going anywhere. Right. And I'm afraid that in the NFL, he's not going to be able to make that spin move. So yeah, and I don't I don't see the breakaway speed there. No, right, Mm-mm. like four four six again yeah. mm-hmm. is you know that for a running back that's still nice, but it's not a home run hitter. Right. The thing that I did notice when when like watching some of the tape on him, mm-hmm. um, he. Going to the speed thing, he never seemed to have that breakaway, right? Like, yeah, he he would, like you said, he'd bounce off a bunch of guys, and then mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's in the open field and he makes a big run. Yes, but it was never like, I'm going to outrun all of you to get to this point. It mm-hmm. was a, I'm I'm going to bowl and pin you, and boom, 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 and then I'm in in the in the open field. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really do like about him, uh, mm-hmm. very balanced running back, like dude. Like you say, he bounces off everybody mm-hmm. and maintains a center of gravity to be able to make the big runs. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's also got really good hands. Okay. Right? That, mm-hmm. The things that I liked about Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. I definitely like about this guy. And mm-hmm. I could totally see the Chiefs making a move to get this guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't, like I said, I think that they'd be better served mm-hmm. waiting a year and getting one of those studs because next year is going to be quite a running back haul. Yeah, yeah. But as far as running backs this year, yeah, that's one of my top guys. Yeah, no, and and again, I'm I, you know I, I I look forward to seeing what he can do, but I think with him more so than anyone. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, the next person to <laughs> me is the biggest. Depends on where he ends up at, um, but it, it's just going to depend on on his landing spot. Uh, the sec, the third person on my list is a guy that I know you, you're you're high on, uh, Delvin Singletary. Yeah, uh, I like his last name because uh, you know you, you know, uh, but. Couple of things on on Singletary five seven two zero three not very big nope um, ran a four six six forty yeah yeah seven hundred and fourteen carries in three years fifty one receptions yeah. uh what you you don't you don't like that I don't I don't <laughs> as I, I this is a, one of the uh, an example of a guy that on paper like starting out at the year I really liked what I was seeing on paper mm-hmm. and then I went back and started watching some film. Uh-huh. I was a little bit underwhelmed. So uh, I have him here. He uh, he's a tough runner. Yeah, he's a shifty runner. Yeah, yeah. He he can he can move around. Makes that first guy miss, which I think to me is a big difference between Montgomery. Montgomery doesn't make that first guy miss. He bounces off of him. Right. Whereas Singletary, I mean, he left some some linebackers with an air. My biggest thing though at FAU. I was just gonna say, <laughs> and where did he do this? So uh, so that's a problem to me, right? Yes. He was able to make them miss, 
but what happens when you're playing against a a, a Von Miller or a Khalil Mack? Are you going to be able to make them miss, right? Yeah. And at a four six six, four six six without the size, yeah. I mean, that's... you're not you're not bringing anything to this this contest, man. Uh huh. You're you're bringing a, a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> so <laughs> I really think, yeah, like I really like the production. A lot of touchdowns. I think I want to say he had like forty some touchdowns. Crazy amount. But that's not the guy. I the more I watch the tape, I honestly, I I, I will tell you. I didn't look at the touchdowns on these guys because of where they played. Yeah, it was like I'm, it's not a fair comparison, uh, so I'm not even going to bring that into the. And equation. that's what skews my vision sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, and then you realize, like, look, the Big Twelve is the Big Twelve. It's not. It's not the SEC. Mm-hmm. Fucking SEC people, calm down, <laughs> right? Calm down. But it is the better conference. But it sure as shit is not FAU. Right. Right. And he did not have the explosiveness or. I mean, just he is shifty, but he's shifty at that level. Yeah. So I didn't see the explosiveness that I would need to draft this guy at all. Listen to me. This is a guy I was high on uh at all. By comparison, uh, 5'7", 180. It's a little smaller than him by 20 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Ran a 4'3", Like it. Care to take a guess who that was? Tariq Cohen. No. Philip Lindsay. Ah. To me, that's yeah. that's what I'm looking at, right? He, right. he ran four, we'll say four, four. Mm-hmm. That's what I want out of a small running back. He's got to be able to, to oh, run yeah. and break away. And I don't see that with Singletary. No. I do not. No. Um, but, you know, uh, again, it's not to say that he can't be uh, in the right situation. Make it happen. Philip Lindsay made it happen. So he, he he can come about. He can do it. But I just there's a lot of people that are high on this guy. And you watch NFL Network. You watch ESPN. And his name's coming up a lot. And I just it's the don't. Production, I don't man. see it. I don't. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. those touchdowns. I yeah. mean, it it got me hooked. Like <laughs> I kept seeing him. I'm like, man, this guy's killing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's not enough for me to to be excited anymore. Okay. Which is sad. Yes, sad. I, I thought that was gonna be my diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> it's just rough. Um, so next on the list, uh, Daryl Henderson, 5'8", 208, out of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, he's small. Uh, he's explosive. Ran a 4.49.40, so that's a little bit better. It's under the 4.5 uh, threshold. Yes. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wish I could run a 4.49. Hell yeah. Uh, he can take it the distance when needed to. The thing with him is he hits the hole. He he sees the hole, hits the hole. Right. Uh, and 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 I like that. He wasn't hesitating, and you know he sees it. Boom! He's through that hole. He's you know it's it's what you want in an NFL running back, right? Absolutely. You hit the gap and go, and and that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. But again, at Memphis. At Memphis. <laughs> and how big is that guy? He is five eight two oh eight. Uh, faster for, than for, Singletary for five eight. That's that's a decent frame. No, it is. It is. Uh, he's an inch ball. taller and five pounds fatter, if you will, yeah. than Singletary. But oh, what are we looking at? Almost two tenths of a second faster. Yeah, I like um, that. So I do like what I see from him. Uh, I, I would say of these, he's probably the one that I was more impressed with, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> but I just, I still question uh, his. His, how can I say this? 
Um, Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> no, it, again, the fact that he played at Memphis. How is he going to do in the NFL? Yeah. The one thing with him that I saw a lot, though, is he was able to get out and, 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 and just kind of dominate games. Right. But at Memphis. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't he like – he was the offense last year, Oh, yeah, year, absolutely. Right? Um, I mean, he had like four and five touchdown games. I mean, it was like sick to yeah. watch what that team did. Yeah. All based around him. I'm kind. I, I'm intrigued. Right? Oh, I'm. I'm. Of all the running backs, he's probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Uh. But again, landing spots going to be oh, key yeah. with him. And, and and we keep saying that, but there are some. There are some running backs. Ezekiel Elliott didn't matter what he went. He oh, was no. going to be a freaking beast. Yeah. It just happened that he went to the best place to possible. The best Saquon possible. was going to be a beast wherever he went. Yeah. He just happened to go to the right place for him. Then you have Camara. Camara would not be Camara anywhere other than New Orleans. Yeah, eh, maybe in, in 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 Green Bay or maybe in, but Camara wouldn't be Camara in San Francisco or in Oakland or oh, so. No. It just it, it's it's about the scheming and, and and the right thing for him, and that's what I think we mean by it depends on where he lands. You know where I'd like to see that guy go? Uh huh. And you won't hear this too many times. I'd really like to see him go to Buffalo. Could be interesting. Could I like I like I like the speed size combination mm-hmm. of having uh, Josh Allen, the running quarterback, and a nice, fast, hard to see running back. Okay, I think that that could be a nice combination. But hey, that's speculation. Okay, uh, but uh, you never hear me say uh-huh. I want this guy to go to Buffalo, and I kind of do. Uh huh. So, eh. all right. And then the last guy I have on my list, uh, Elijah Holyfield. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I know, I know you're not high on Holyfield slightly, uh, slightly under the, uh, <laughs> normal perception, here. uh, but he's, uh, he's 5'10", 217, yep. 47840. I very can't even 40. hear you say that 40. It's still coming at me. <laughs> 47840. Very slow in the 40. Um, <laughs> solid runner, strong. He's a strong runner. Uh, more of a power back. Been comparison to, to to Mark Ingram type of guy, right? Okay. Uh, and and I watched him play. Right. He's one of those running backs that. How can I say this? Isn't flashy. Right. Isn't, you know, kind of. He's not going to say put the team on my back and, and let's go, but you need your your fourth and one. You're going to give him the ball. And he's going to get there. That's the kind of running back that he is. So I see a lot of goal line carries for him type of thing. Yeah. Um. He's going to really – he's going to be more of a is, – is he going to be a running back that's going to be, okay, here's the team, carry it type of thing? No. But like Mark Ingram was more productive once Kamara was there type they of thing. They had the nice number two. The number, so I think that's where he's kind of got to go to in order to be effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he can find that combination, and I can't think off the top of my head where that would be right now, uh, I think it would work out very, very well. Yeah. Maybe you pair him with, say, a Singletary or a Henderson or something like that. Yeah, maybe you get a one-two punch that way. Thunder and uh, lightning, but that's that's kind of what he did at Georgia, right? Yeah, um, and and I think that he's he's one of those running backs that people aren't looking at a lot, uh, and I think people are going to be surprised when when they see him run. Well, I tell you the thing, the stat that I heard that totally throws me off of him, and this is why I mm-hmm. laugh. I've there's been no running back that has been successful in the league that has run a forty over four seven. What did Craig Ironhead Haywood run? I don't know. 
Now you're going to have to look that up, aren't you? I, I am going <laughs> to look that up. Uh, so, because he was a big guy, so that's why I'm kind of... But was he successful? For his time and for being a fourth-round pick, I think in Atlanta he was pretty successful. At the Saints he wasn't very. Uh, we yeah. were always disappointed in him. But he he produced. He was a starting running back for a few, you know, quite a few years in the NFL. Yeah, so. but like... Um... You know, the guy I was high on a while ago, Crowell. Like, uh-huh. he had all the measurables, you know, but would you, like, he's been a starter, like, everywhere he goes. Uh-huh. I still wouldn't say that he's a successful running back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you kind of want him, but I'm not spending anything to go get him right now. No, I, I, I get it, but I think Crowell has just been a victim of, 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 of poor situations, honestly. Uh, he was the best running back at the Jets. They just never gave him a chance. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland. Well, <laughs> it's Cleveland. Uh, what can you do? Uh, so I think that there's a lot of issues there. Uh, with with what he was. Uh, Craig Hayward stats for his career: a uh, thousand thirty-one carries, forty-three hundred yards. So that's a four-point-two average. Um, his longest was seventy-three, thirty touchdowns. It's so, not a bad career. No, it's not a bad career. You get three years out of that guy, that'd be that'd be a good year. Or uh, a good draft. A good draft. Sorry. And he, he you know, I remember him in fantasy football. Um, but uh, <clears throat> this is this is boring for, for, for the people listening while I'm looking up the Hey, sport. man, you know what, though? You, do you know where else you're going to get stats on Craig Hayward? <laughs> you're right. Uh, I'm trying. I still don't see a 40 time on But him. is that, who you, they, is that they, who you comp him to, though? Did, did they do 40s back then? <laughs> No, it's not. I, honestly, I think he's a better running back than, than Craig Haywood was. Earl Campbell could not have been that fast. What? Earl well, Campbell. Well, well, yeah. But who, like, if you were to comp him to somebody in the pro pro game. Mark who, Ingram. Mark Ingram yeah. is his, yeah, well, I, I like Mark Ingram right now. Yeah. Just tried to make an offer for him and got shot down. Really? Yeah. He doesn't even want Ingram. I tried to offer him Delaney Walker oh, for Mark Ingram. Yeah. He's got no tight end. He's got to have an Ingram. Oh, <laughs> I didn't look that hard at his roster. I just went, oh, he's got no tight end. I, maybe this will work. There you go. Yeah. All right. So Although he cut Gronk, which I don't get. Yeah, I wouldn't he, have cut him. If he comes back, I'm going to laugh. Of course, yes. everybody's going to. Yeah. Yes. But uh, you're talking to the guy who cut Kittle last year. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so those are the five that I have. That's your guys. Uh, again, those are. I'm not saying they're my guys. If, uh, okay, so of your of these guys, which ones are you most intrigued by? That you're gonna like, you're gonna be like, okay, if this guy falls to me, because you don't have a tie first this year, do you? I'm number nine. Number nine. Because I lost to your brother. <laughs> Lucky, luckiest number three seed ever. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think he was happy to draft me. In, 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 no, <laughs> to, to his team. Yeah. You got it. He got. You're in his division. Uh, yeah, I think I was the last pick. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I, I think it's the only time I've I've actually been happy to be the last pick. Actually, I think it's the only time I've ever been the last pick in anything I've done in life. And trust me, I'm no athlete, but I've been always been better than that guy. You know? <laughs> um, but if you're to at nine, at nine, if you're looking for one of these running backs. Who are you going to be with pre-draft, right? This uh-huh. is yeah, before, yeah. pre-landing spot. Who do you think you have a shot at at nine? In our league, none of these. Numbers. In our league? <laughs> that may be true. That may be um, true. Uh, 
the two of, of this class, the two that I'm most interested in uh, are Henderson and Jacobs, mm. uh, with third being Holyfield. I want nothing to do with Singletary, and I'm not really sure. Montgomery really depends on where he lands. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to benefit more from a PPR yeah. um, mm-hmm. perspective. Like, yeah. if he goes to a team that's going to give him a shot out of the yeah. backfield, he's going to be great. Yeah. Um, two guys. Two guys that I'm excited about. Okay. That you didn't mention. I can only go over five, and I'm trying to cover a spectrum here. I'm appalled. Actually, okay, so... Actually, you're Chad. Very very good. You caught me back there. I was like, whoa. (laughs) So, the first guy I'm going to talk about didn't even get invited to the Combine. Well, then he can't be very good. He's got to be terrible. Actually, his team was terrible. Uh Uh-huh. And he kind of came out of the woodworks uh, even this year. You do know that Singletary went to FAU, right? Right, this okay, is sorry, true. So he, this guy went to a slightly better school, but the school the the team was terrible. Oh, okay. Uh, so this guy went to Nebraska. I'm talking about Divine. Ozigbo. Did they win a game this year? They had to have. They had to have set up. Scott Frost is like God's second coming, and yeah, you know, yeah, no, oh, and they they would have had to have set something up against you know Southern Nebraska AT and T or whatever. Okay. Um, but anyways, Divine Ozigbo, uh he wasn't even scheduled to be the starter this year. Last year, he went to the coaches, said, hey, I want some more playing time. What can I do? Mm-hmm. He said, well, you need to get in better shape. So he did. Bulked up. He's 220. Uh, well, I got I got varying sizes on him mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, but I got 225. Uh, ran at his pro day because he didn't get invited to the combine. A 4.5440, which is not bad. No, not Especially bad for a guy at 225. Correct. Um, he had a, a thousand Six foot, a little tall too, though. He is a little bit tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ran, uh, for over a thousand yards this year on a terrible Nebraska team is yeah. a running Nebraska team. This is also very, Let's remember the offense that Scott Frost runs. Yeah. So, but this was an awful Nebraska team. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing about this guy that I noticed is he lined up like at, as a wide receiver a lot of times. Okay. Probably around twenty five to twenty six percent of his snaps were okay. actually lined up out wide. They didn't really throw him the ball a whole lot. Right. But the fact that they had the confidence to put him out there shows me that his his you know they were confident in his ability to be a receiver. Yeah. Or their complete lack of faith in their receiving core to do it. But overall, as a as a deep flyer guy, uh-huh. I'm interested in Divino Zigbo. You know who he's being compared to? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't tell me he's a rapper. No, Robert Turbin. Eh, okay. I'm not I'm not overly upset by that comp, honestly. Yeah. I thought uh, Turbin, if he would have been in the right spot, could have been something decent, too. He uh, The biggest weakness on him is a one-year wonder. Yep. Um, you know, so that that's certainly something to, to, to be... To be afraid of this is uh, deep flyer. I'm saying like fifth round. If he's still actually, on the board, this is a, a, a big knock that I that they have on him. And I'm just, I you know, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. Was on tape is filled with punishing coll- uh, collisions. Yeah. So apparently he likes to hit the hole. He's a, in that. That's not good in the NFL. That translates into injuries a lot. Uh, although Earl Campbell did that. Yeah. But as Bone Phillips said. You can hit the wall, and at some point the wall's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Like you said, though, this is not a guy that I'm looking at taking top ten. No, no, he's not on the top ten of my no, board. No, but you're you're interested. You're going to be watching where he goes and and kind of go from there. Yeah, if he's still around in my in our fourth or fifth round, mm-hmm. I'll probably be taking a shot at this guy. Um, next guy I really want to talk about is mm-hmm. one of my top running backs, mm-hmm. uh, Miles Sanders, Penn State. 
Um, had a really awesome, uh, not camp, uh, combine. Yes. And I think that his numbers at the combine made people flip around and start watching tape again on him. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are liking what they saw. Yeah. I think in the right in the right situation, this guy could be one of the top top ten running backs in the league. Yeah, five eleven, two eleven, four four nine, like you said. Um, no, yeah. Comparisons to TJ Yeldon. Yeah, only two hundred seventy six carries in college. That's a good thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, low carries. Um, similar to your guy, and it was because he was stuck behind somebody named Saquon Barkley. Who? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's pretty good. good? He's, he's pretty good. Okay. He's, some people said a generational talent. I think that was Dave Gettleman, but, you know, whatever. Which generation? Yeah, I think that depends. Maybe it's a millennial thing. It could be. Yeah. Okay. But I, I like him a lot. Uh-huh. Um, it, he's probably one of my top three guys right now. Okay. Um, at the position. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think another name that we should bring up, Bryce Love. Who? The guy in 2017 that like was a Heisman runner-up. Huh? Never heard of him. Yeah, he played for Stanford. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah. He must be a robot or something. Well, he basically was last year. Because oh. um, after like tearing up the league. Who was that other running back that came out of Stanford that was supposed to be? Uh... No, there was somebody named Christian hmm. MC. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah how's, he, how's he doing? He's I think kinda, he's out of league. He's kind of crappy. Yeah, he's out of league. He plays for a shitty team. I know that much. Yeah, well. That's an arrogant be... quarterback who hopefully doesn't play this year. He may not. <laughs> Can people be wary? Um, but it's a, yeah. it's a name. No, it, it's, it's certainly he's someone not, to look at. He's and, not what he was. No. But I heard that it was because of an, a nagging ankle injury that he... Is he married? No, no, uh, no, I don't know. He might. When be. you said nagging, I just assumed you, you meant his wife. Sorry. Hey, that's you saying that, not me. Just in case she listens, one time ever. Um, but no, like he he was dealing with a nagging ankle injury, uh-huh. and he played through it. Okay. I think that's why you didn't see the numbers. That's why you didn't see the agility that you normally saw. Uh-huh. And he's not a punishing runner. No, he's, he's not. not. He, he can run between the tackles, mm-hmm. but he, he won't. Hit the hole to hit the hole. Right. Uh, he's more of an outside threat. Yeah. And I think that ankle influenced his play this year to where mm-hmm. he was just pedestrian. And the fact that Stanford had a crappy team. And that doesn't help anything. <laughs> but as far as like another late round guy, uh huh. Maybe back yeah, no. into the second, top of the third. Yeah, no, certainly somebody to keep an eye on and, and see where they go. That's I'd be looking at him for sure. Okay. So uh, any other running backs you want to talk about? Or that's, you that's I'm I'm good. Okay. We talked about all the ones that I really at the moment care about. Well, yeah, and, and and again, when we do our next podcast, uh, we'll, we'll know we'll, we'll 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 know more of where these guys are going to be at, and then we can be like, this guy is going to be shit, yeah, or this guy is uh, going to be amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, be awesome. I've been looking at some mock drafts. Oh and there, no! And there are some things that caught my attention, and we all know they're mock drafts. So, Mel Kiper knows more, you know, as much about who's going to draft uh, whomever as I do. So, I like Mel Kiper. Don't get me wrong, but let's I, be real—he's just taking guesses here. I wish that was my job, though. I, I would love to do what he does. So, I still don't believe it's going to happen, but everybody's telling me it's going to happen. So, Kyler Murray to Arizona. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that happens. I really don't. I, <laughs> I still don't believe it's going to happen. So, uh, but everybody's saying that that's what's going to happen. And, and and let's be real, Arizona's not 
<laughs> it's Arizona right now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see why they would do that. I, I don't. I think either. It, we were talking about it, uh-huh. you know, a few podcasts ago. Yeah. Seems like they're trying to drum up interest. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. I just don't think the rest of the league is that stupid to buy it. I don't know. It is a dumb league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, so so uh, okay. Let's just say it does happen. Yeah. Does that make you any more interested in Kyler Murray than you were knowing that he was going to go someplace else? No. In Superflex, I'm super interested. Uh huh. Everything else, I don't care. Okay. Uh, DK Metcalf to the Ravens. Didn't they just try that experiment with Brashad Perriman? The guy that can go deep? <laughs> I'm just... Uh, do you like him there or not? We, I don't like him anywhere. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. Uh, I say Mark- that if he... I, I would like him somewhere. He can be a productive wide receiver. I okay. just don't see it. Marquise Brown. Yeah? To the skins. I kind of like that. I kind of like with that. With Colt McCoy throwing him the ball? Oh... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They got Case Keenum. Uh-huh. With Colt McCoy throwing him the ball. <laughs> Do you forget that they've already said that Colt McCoy is our guy? No. And, and and the only reason they got Case Keenum is because Denver agreed to pay half of his salary for this year? Seriously? Yeah. I did not know any of that. Well, I'm glad I still got Colt McCoy on my bench. So, one, uh, uh, they, they, they've said that, you know, he's going to be their, their quarterback. They're excited to, to the future of, oh, yeah, of Colt so, McCoy. So excited. But... So whatever they whatever was owed to uh, Case Keenum, let's say it was five million dollars, Denver said, "Okay, we'll pay half of this year's salary if you just take him." Wow. <laughs> so yes, damn. Uh, so John, they got him. John Elway. John Elway is such a good GM. <laughs> so they got him for half price. <laughs> yeah, that, that deal. Good job, Redskins. Uh, so, <laughs> so that being said, you still like Marquise Brown at the Skins? Uh. I like the player. I uh-huh. like I like the fact I think they're going to get a quarterback at some point. Uh-huh. Uh I just don't know when. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm not really thrilled about that now okay. that you say it like that. Okay. So so who's your <laughs> who's your favorite wide receiver in this draft class? Hakeem Butler. Ah. Oh. Hakeem Butler in one of the mock drafts, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how I like that. <laughs> I mean, what? You, you, they just signed Thielen to another extension. Uh-huh. And, they and got then you digs. got Diggs. Uh-huh. I mean, what? Is he supposed to be the new Treadwell? We all saw how that, that play worked out. Ah, uh, damn. <laughs> Honestly, that's what caught my attention, and I decided to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I started looking at other stuff. Uh, that another- sucks, man. <laughs> I hope he doesn't do that. Because uh, I'm like, I know he likes Butler. But what if Butler is in Minnesota, <laughs> which is what this mock my, my, my had him going at in the second round? I'll, you see me jumping off of Team Butler real quick <laughs> is what will be happening. Uh, another mock draft, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I kind of like what's going on in bu- Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. like On an underground uh-huh. level. Like I'm not like, yeah, Buffalo would be awesome. Yeah. It's like they're not going to be as shitty as everybody thinks they uh-huh. are. So who's your favorite tight end? Uh, Noah Fant. No, TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Two mock drafts. Okay. Have him going to the Packers. Why? I mean, Aaron doesn't throw to tight ends. Everybody knows that. What a That's fucking a waste. Ca- another thing that caught my attention. Yeah, that right? <laughs> Damn it. Well, fuck that too, man. There's a bunch of bullshit mock drafts. <laughs> so who's your second favorite tight end? Let's do fan. Okay. Uh, Seattle. Then they're killing my Will Disley. 
They, these, who these also are, doesn't throw it to the tight end. This is also true. <laughs> Fuck those guys. That's not happening. <laughs> Bullshit. Now, again, these are just mocks, mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens. If you watch uh, this shit happen now, I'm going to be pissed as shit. Uh, How'd the draft go, Chad? <laughs> Fuck you. That's just going to happen. <laughs> Josh Jacobs in two mock drafts mm-hmm. going to the Raiders. I could see that. But do you like it? I, I don't like I said before, I don't view him necessarily as that dangerous of a running back. Mm-hmm. So as a Raiders hater, I'm not too bad with that. I think of the places he could land. Yeah. I kinda like it. I mean he he, he would be productive. He he'd I be think the automatically guy. comes the number one guy. Yeah, I mean they just got uh, you know, my guy from a long time ago. And they still have uh Richard as a decent receiving back. But Crowell and Richard don't really no. I think me. he automatically becomes the number one. Yeah, I so could I like see that. it. I, I could it. see that. David Montgomery. Tell me he goes to the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I yes. love that. Oh, pff, but that one I'm jumping on. Yeah. Um. I let me just any running back that goes to the Chiefs I'm jumping on. Yes. It's an Andy Reid running back. Uh huh. I'm on it. <laughs> so uh, the next, the uh, Singletary. Yeah. Jacksonville. Well, I don't know. You know, Fournette just got arrested. Uh huh. Their backup is Alfred Blue. I could see maybe that'd be a sneaky play. Okay. <clears throat> and then um, my favorite running back. Yes. Uh, Daryl Henderson. Yeah. To the Bucks. Ooh, that would be nasty. But it would fit. Yeah, it'd be nasty though. Like I'd, I'd really <laughs> like him then. <laughs> I'd and I, at, that, at that point, I don't touch him. Well, you won't get him, but oh no, because he would go to to, to David, to, yeah, wherever David picks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's either him or the kicker. I don't. Yeah, yeah well, right. But it doesn't matter because David will give up everything to go get the number one, <laughs> just to get that guy. Assuming he doesn't have the number one. Yeah, this is true. So, um, so those are the things that I saw, and then there's one other thing that it I bums wanted. me out. Though some of those, like, ah, oh. <laughs> that's why I had to do it because you know I like bumming you out. Yeah. Uh, so something interesting that caught my eye when I was looking at these mock drafts, and I went to talk to you because you did the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Paris Campbell. Yeah. Have you read anything on him? I uh, yes. What's your take on him? I like him. Um, th- I I really I think this is a pretty deep wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me being overly wide receiver guy. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm really excited. Paris Campbell, a guy who I think is going to fall a little bit, but has mm-hmm. nice speed, good hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Ohio State, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I really like this guy four, as three, a one. Mid, mid-round guy. Yeah. Six foot, 205, 43140. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like all that. Okay. Uh, 43140? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, so some of the stuff that a shifty runner... Uh, can can break away, can can do things that yeah. uh, a certain other guy can do. So in another mock draft that I saw, he went to Kansas City. Kansas City. I could totally see that, uh, especially if things with this Tariq Hill crap start to go in the wrong direction. And like from what I've heard, he <clears throat> may be out of the league. Huh. Like, like for real. If you have Tyreek Hill. You should move him. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. So, and I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm just saying, 
is not looking good. And if that happens, we got to have that, that, that weapon. So, yeah, Paris Campbell makes a lot of sense up in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, draws comparisons to Percy Harvin. So well, that's that's not good. <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't have the migraines. Then. Nobody wants that. <laughs> ask Ask Luis. <laughs> I think he's still trying to trade Percy Harvin. So. It probably is. That's why he quit trading. He's just like, and nobody wants Percy Harvin. You guys got no taste. <laughs> uh, he's gonna try to trade Tariq Hill for like six first round picks. Yeah. Oh God. He, I just don't even. I, just, I guess I, we'll I, was, be, I guess we'll be hearing about it if he still listens to our podcast. Yeah, maybe. But I, I was really, I was going through trades and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I just come across his saying, "I'm like, nope. <laughs> There's nothing. I, I'm not even gonna look because it's not gonna happen." Um, <laughs> But I got a question from my good friend across the seas, Mr. Ryan. Hi, Ryan. He's over in England. England. We have yes, we have oh. transatlantic listenership. Is he all concerned about what the baby's going to be and all that kind of stuff? What baby? The whatever her name is and the dude. The kid, oh, the they're, kid. they're having a kid over there. Yes, yeah, so the boys I don't just know. got married. I don't know. He's got his own kid, and that's uh, enough. Words. I thought it was like a big thing out there. I don't know. It's always on the freaking news here. It's I don't know, it's probably a bigger deal here than it is over there. Oh, okay. They're just like keep calm and carry on. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, just his, wasting the money because they don't really do anything. Oh Lord, no. <laughs> it's like you and I have had this conversation before. Um, it's like deja vu. <laughs> I don't know. So, so sorry. Go ahead. So, anyways, he brought up a good point, a philosophical point that I think that we should discuss briefly. You sure we haven't talked about this already? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. We, we, we maybe may we have. didn't talk about it on the air. Yeah, so, maybe we didn't. Okay. Um, so so maybe I'm wrong. But if we did talk about this on the air before, excuse us, but we're going to talk about it again. Yeah. So sorry if you heard this one before. Um, but so the question is, you know, with the Tyreek Hill incident, is it a product? Or of, the Kareem Hunt incident. Or the Tyreek Hill. Okay. I mean, you could pin it on any of these guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. Right? By Kansas City boys. Yes. Is, it, is all of this stuff a, <clears throat> a result of giving so much money to young kids who have really had no training on how to deal with it. Because in the, in the UK, right, like football is soccer. Yes. Right? And it's, right. Their, it's their number one sport. It's awesome. They love it. It's huge mm-hmm. everywhere. But they have academies right. dedicated mm-hmm. to training these kids from like an, a very young age until they get into the pros on finance, education, everything. They know that they're a well-rounded individual. Okay. We don't do that. That's what here. college is for. Well, it, it, is it? But uh, so, is that a valid argument? Okay. Is is it saying, hey, wait, maybe there's something we need to do with the money and the young kids, and we need to just kind of calm it down a bit? Your take. So there's a couple of, of of takes I have on this. So first and foremost, it's not a new thing. It's 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 a thing that's happened for a long time. It just gets more publicized now, right? Um, you know, twenty something years ago, Ray Carruth. Mm-hmm. Right, gets a girl pregnant. Oh, yeah. She says she wants to have the kid. He decides this isn't going to happen. Hire somebody. You, we all know the rest of the story. He was in a trunk of a car, right? <clears throat> yes, hiding out in the trunk okay. of a car. Lawrence Phillips issues in college, issues in the NFL, ends up going to jail, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, right? So yeah. this isn't a new thing. This isn't something that we're seeing just now. It's something that I think is becoming more public just because of the world we live in. Uh, with social media and cameras all over the place and all this kind of stuff. Cable so, news. So, so one, it's not new. Second thing, um, I don't, I don't think it's so much a product of of of, of someone getting money. I think it's, and, and this is going to be an unpopular 
answer, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think it's a product of where some of these kids come from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of these athletes come from neighborhoods where, let's be real, either you play football or you're in a gang, right? So they grow up around violence and they grow up around the disrespect of of other humans, in particular women. Uh, And I'm not saying, you know, that that sounded wrong, but I think you understand what I mean. Um, So you're going to see that from time to time. And, and, and unfortunately, in some of these places, they come from single-parent homes, right? Where it's usually mom that's there, but mom is busy working two jobs two or jobs. three jobs just to keep food on the table and keep lights on in the house and stuff like that. So they don't have that role model to show them right from wrong. Um, as much as we want to sit here and say, oh, well, they should just know better. How should they know better, right? Uh, and in some of these cases, mom was mistreated by dad, and that's what they grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. So so you have that that aspect of it. The other one that I will say, and, and the NFL tries every year. The NFL has a symposium. All rookies have to go through this week-long thing where, like, believe it or not, the, the Michael Irvins and, and these players come in, and it's like, guys, this is where I fucked up. This is where I did things wrong. This is where, you know, in some of these, uh, Chris Carter, mm-hmm. prime example of a player that's been through the ringer on many things, right? Got, I mean, credits Buddy Ryan for saving his life and his career when Buddy Ryan cut him from Philadelphia because he was drinking a lot. He was getting ready, you know, starting to do drugs and all this kind of stuff. Goes to uh, Minnesota and becomes the wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver that he became. Um, so he comes out and he talks to these guys and they go through a, a, a money symposium as well of, you know, be careful, right? All of these people that are now going to be your friends with millions of dollars and but do they listen when you were 18 20 21 years old your parents tried to coach you on life rights and wrongs did you listen hell no did you think they had a valid point i don't i did wasn't listening (laughs) exactly so (laughs) so i think that it's not so much and i don't know how to fix that right i don't know if it's a, a a a a a small microcosm if you will of the world that we live in or the society that we live in in this country mm-hmm. or is it a nfl needs to do more for it i don't know that there's anything more the nfl can do uh they've already how can i um they've already taken the contracts that used to be well let's say you know uh bradford for sam bradford he was the last one of the big contracts mm-hmm. 70 million guaranteed and a rookie contract blah 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 mm-hmm. they've done away with that they have rookie caps now right and don't get me wrong they're still getting five years 40 million dollars guaranteed it's not chump change but right. it's not the 70 million it was before so it is a little bit better now and, and that money is going to more veterans and, and things like that so they're not getting this outrageous like, you know this outrageous money that they were getting at one point so i think the nfl is trying to curb things there but i think that more benefits the veterans than it does what it does to try to teach the rookies again the nfl puts on those symposiums but i think at some level you have to know what's right and what's wrong. And, 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 and the, I think the bigger issue is college sports. You're never going to convince me that college players should be paid. We could argue all day long, and you're never going to convince me that college players could be paid because I had student loans coming out the ass, coming out of college, and college athletes don't have that. So you're never going to convince me that they went to school and got abused or whatever, and they got nothing out of it. Whether they chose to get an education or not, not my problem. But you had education, you had books, you had room and board, and everything you needed for the time that you played at that school. 
which I had to pay for and take out student loans that I had to pay for later on. So, and in some cases, for some people, that's a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars that they're paying, especially with the way expensive is college oh, yeah. is today. So, so there's that part of it. But I think at some level in college, the university should start teaching these players more about if you go to the next level, you know. But again, are these players even going to go to these classes? I was say, and it's such a small percentage that actually do. Oh, it, it is. But every one of those guys thinks that they're going to make it. Yeah. And it's like, look, one, the percentages are this small. And two, if you don't make it, what's your backup plan? But yeah. if you do make it, what's your backup plan? Yeah. How <laughs> because are you going to do, how deal are you with gonna that handle money? it? And, and, and so I think that there should be something more in colleges to, mm-hmm. to try to prepare these guys to be better. Um, but it's not like soccer is immune to it either, right? Oh, yeah, uh, we've seen soccer. that. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in soccer, we've seen it as well. Um, I just think that in, in soccer, maybe you don't see it as much because, let's be real, and, and, and this is probably going to be an unpopular comment about around the pond, soccer fan defends their soccer players quite a bit. You and I, we sit there and we watch, you watch Kansas City and, and, and you watch, and I, and I watch the, the Saints and... You know, my sense can do no wrong at times. Mm-hmm. But when somebody does something bad, fuck you, asshole. You, you screwed up. Yeah. Soccer fan, don't talk bad about their player. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's just the, my experience. Luis, prime example. Mm-hmm. Somebody for Peru or somebody for La U, they did nothing wrong. They're, they're angels yeah, yeah. because they're going to defend them to, to the death. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, I just think that that's the way that it goes. But. Uh, so no, it, it, it's not. The, I think that you see it more here because it's. I, I think I think it, it's two totally different systems, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying one's better or <clears throat> than the other, but it does seem like there's so much more money in football and uh, soccer, soccer on that side of the pond. There is absolutely, and so like, but you could you would never see like. A, a league like that for like promising young football players on this side to go we and tried. play They've each just other. folded after seven weeks. Well, but, but even then like, that's, that's more like a minor league, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have anything that takes kids that, Hey, you're fast and cut. Let's put you in, in this school and we'll train you. And then you'll sign with this team after you're done. Like there's nothing like that. Right. But let's look at the other side of that. So let's take, Liverpool, for example. Uh-huh. Liverpool has an academy here in Florida somewhere. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then they have the academy that they have over there. So how many kids do they bring into this academy? I don't, I don't oh, know the exact yeah. number, but let's conservative, let's say 100. Right. Um, how many players actually play in the top level of Liverpool? Oh, 20, I, 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 20 to 25, maybe, maybe, if that many. Yeah. So what happened to those other 75 players? And that was just for one year. Right. So we sit in, in granite, you know, in, in, in the EPL, you have three divisions below that, that these kids could go out and play for or get loaned out for or whatever. But what happens to these kids when they don't make it? Yeah. So we know the success stories. What happened to those other guys that didn't make it? What happened to their careers? What were they done? Were they taught a trade? Do mm-hmm. they, you know, yes, they went through this academy, but did this academy teach them how to life after soccer? Yeah, see, I know nothing. I, I, no, and that's, uh, unfortunately, we don't. The only story I know of is Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay wanted to be a soccer player, played soccer for many years. Uh, he actually was on not a professional team, but he was in uh, the camp for one of those guys, mm-hmm. for one of those teams. Blew out his knee, was never going to play again. Became Done. a chef, and he's 
Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. I think that one worked out for him. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know what you know what happened to those non-successful stories. Yeah, at least in ours, I don't. You know, a lot of it is, and this is my take on it: is mm-hmm. you do as an athlete, especially an elite athlete, you are definitely going to get favors uh, at every level of education, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does a huge disservice to them. Yes. Uh, but it's been going on since the beginning of time. I'm not in charge of anything. I can't change it. So it's it's a good it's a good thought thought game, right? To see, mm-hmm. you know, hey, is this is this maybe what's causing this? In Tyree Kill's case, I don't think so. I think it's just the dude had problems beforehand. <clears throat> he still got problems. Yeah. Something happened to that guy at some point in his life. Yeah. To make him that way. And, you know, I hope he gets the help that he needs to not do that stuff anymore. And I think, I think that in some cases, how can I say this without being insensitive, Uh, which is weird for me. Uh, (laughs) I think in some cases, their celebrity status kind of gets things blown out of proportion. Um, and I, I think in, in I, maybe it's my naive, whatever I think in, I would never hit a woman. Mm-hmm. I've been, I was married once and there were times where I was angry, but it never crossed my mind to hit a woman. Right. But I could see <laughs> where sometimes, and, and I'm not trying, like, let's take the Kareem Hunt incident. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to defend him. What he did was, was, was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the video, you can't take fault away from what the woman did. She kept coming after him and hitting him. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's reason to hit her. Right. But at some point, enough is enough. And your instinct maybe kicks in or whatever. I've never been hit by a woman. I've never put myself in a situation where I was repeatedly beated, beat by a woman. So I don't know. But that's one thing to push her and hit her or whatever. When he kicked her, that's where he just totally lost it. But my point is we can all be pushed to extremes. Yes. And I wonder sometimes if some of these athletes are tr- you know pushed to that extreme to see what can happen. Now, that's not to rekill did something to a kid and that's inexcusable. Adrian Peterson beat a kid that's that that's a whole other story. Right. But I think in some of these cases are they being manipulated or are they being pushed to a point to where they hit back just to see what happens. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and that's we don't know because right, we're not there exactly now. Or, or are they just pushed to a point where, in their mind, okay, I've, again, my, it never crosses my mind, but in their mind, if they saw their mom being beat, it maybe it's not as bad as to me what it. I didn't do. I didn't do that. Yeah. I wasn't doing that. Right. What's wrong with what I did? Right. Exactly. Yeah, you don't know what I've seen and what right. I've come up with. Exactly. That's more. There, what I was there, trying to there say. is a there is a part of that. I'm yeah. sure, but. You know, then there's also the non non talked about CTE stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't take many hits to the head to no. cause brain damage, and one yeah. of the big things is aggressiveness, yeah. and so maybe that's another side effect of this no. stuff. But yeah, so I, I I think to to get back to the original right right thing on this, we digress. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't think that it's because they're coming into so much money. Yeah. I think it's just theirs is. 
more visible because they're celebrities. Yeah. But I think if you went into certain neighborhoods that these guys came from, you would see that happen more often. And honestly, watch cops, watch those shows. Oh, well, he only hits me because he loves me. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm, it's, I'm not, it's not funny. It's not, but let, let's be real. We, right. we watch cops. Well, I, I never was never a big fan of cops, but I think we've all seen cops and stuff like that happens. And, yeah. you know, women at sometimes believe that they are being beat because. The guy loves them, and and, and it, it it's sad that that sometimes people How feel much that of way. A psychological mind fuck is that? But it happens. Yeah, it just doesn't get as publicized because it's not an athlete. Doing it depends it. on who it is. Exactly. Absolutely, and th- these players definitely do have another uh, whole another level of spotlight mm-hmm. thrown on them that yeah. I don't even know what that's like. No. So and no, but if anybody wants to sign me to one of those football contracts, I'd be more than happy to try to find out what it's like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just uh, hit me up at STF of Chad and at STF of Ball. And I can be a water boy too. And you know, I Bobby Boucher. <laughs> I can play linebacker. High quality H two O. But uh, to hit us up, and uh, you know, we'll talk some more nonsense next week. All right, have a good one. Bye. Thanks, sir.